clicking play or listen. This is the Ottawa podcast. My name is Keegan Ahn. I'm sitting with Robitrell Aman Bashir and our guest today, Dylan Ahn, related to me. Hi, <laughs> Dylan's my brother and uh, <laughs> we're very excited to have him on the show. Uh, siblings are always a fun, a fun time. You get to see some. They really are. Yeah, the dynamics and, you know, what what could have been, what I could have done instead of this crummy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing right now? Like a... let, let him dig this hole. <laughs> are, are you done? Is that it? Yeah, I'm trying to like just change out the intro. You know, sometimes like they're super like happy and upbeat. And now this is more like a, a, a darker key. Yeah. <laughs> Self-deprecating. Like, Dylan. Every week when we do this podcast, it's either Keegan or I hosting. And uh, what we've done for the past few months is we've started asking our guest to assess the intro. So talk about, I don't know, you can give them tips if you want, but ultimately we're looking at a, a rating on a scale from one to 10. So I'm curious to hear your feedback after that event. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, uh, obviously, yeah, like a, a, a darker take. Interesting, interesting strategy. Um, might be, uh, might be a little, uh, you know, uh, might put put off your your audience a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe, uh, I think maybe a, a peppier kind of, uh, okay. you know, okay. like outlook might be, might make people really want to grab hold of everything and. Uh, Okay. So, so the rating, okay. uh, sure. maybe like a six out of ten or Ooh. something. Oh, that's six. pretty good for you. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I get really bad ratings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. optimistic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I try to be dramatic, <laughs> topical, because Dylan is. Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he's an actor, a dramatic actor, and we're going to talk all about that. <laughs> <laughs> Keegan does the famed double segue never before seen in a podcast. What? what you segued you once segued? and now you're segueing back oh, almost no, immediately. I, just, I, I like giving people like the, like tantalizing people with what's going to happen. And then you pull the rug out and we're like, oh, we're going to talk about this okay. beer first. All right, man. So he's an actor. Oh, what kind of actor? I don't know. Anyways, Rob, tell us about the beer. <laughs> That's good. The beer we have this week comes in a very distinctive looking uh, yellow can. Uh, it's called the Wellington Special Pale Ale. And the tagline for this beer is smooth, well balanced, and flavorful. So try it out and uh, we'll decide if it's good or bad. I'll uh, tell you guys a bit about the beer. So it is. Uh, is this is Wellington the brewery? Wellington County Brewery. Uh, this is apparently their most popular beer, and it's a refreshingly smooth pale ale. It's deep golden color and notably full of flavor. It's it's really light. It's sour. Mm. Four point five percent. It doesn't taste four point five percent. I don't know if I can really. Yeah, it's true. I, I don't generally taste whether it's stronger or not, but. But I don't know. Usually, you can taste something. This is very watery to me, but uh, which is fine. I, I, I can understand yeah. why it's popular. People drink it for this reason. But I don't know. What do you What do you think, Dylan? Um. Yeah. It's it's a nice like Christmas. Um. <laughs> also, 
I don't know. The aftertaste is kind of, um, I don't know. It's almost something like a, yeah, like a, a, a sourness of like a, like, like an apple juice or something almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's interesting. It's, it's like light drinking. It doesn't smell very good. Mm. No. That's the first thing. That, like... that, that throws me off. But I, I think that that's, that's typical of a lot of pale ales. It, uh, Smells of urine. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> Tastes like urine. Guys. Is this a prank? <laughs> it says it has an aroma of caramel and toasted grain, but you guys are saying... That's how my urine smells, so... It's not... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're eating a lot of caramel these days. Yeah, yeah apparently. grain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't buy this. I, I, I don't think I would. I like Wellington Brewery's beers, mm. but no. I don't, what about you doing? Would I'd you grab it at the pub, but I, I wouldn't bring it home. Oh, there you go. that's awesome alright and Rob I I think it's fine I I don't necessarily smell the same urine smell you guys are would you you buy it I think I'd buy it I'm not sure I don't think it would become my favorite beer but I would buy it so Dylan you are an actor is that what you you say to people when they ask you what you do um well, typically, I, I mean, like right now, I'm I'm kind of studying some more more identify as as, uh, as a student okay. and and kind of emerging artist because I'm I'm not emerging quite sure artists. where uh, where I'm okay. sort of gonna gonna be in the arts. That sounds way better than actor emerging yeah. artist. That sounds, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like really classy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Very cool. It's true. Um, so, can you tell us about maybe your path that led you to where you are today? Like, sure, path to being an emerging artist. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess I I did a bunch of uh, you know the school plays back in you know I think it started back in primary school. Um, this was in in Ottawa. Yeah, in Ottawa. Yeah, I went to Bell's Corners Public School, and so they had a, an awesome uh, awesome choir there, and uh, they were you know just the cheesiest cheesiest um, you know like primary school shows. Every I think my first role ever <laughs> was uh, it was in a show called When I Grow Up, uh, and you know like every, you know all the kids you know they. All the classes got, got to sing songs about like, you know, what they were going to be when they grew up. So one class might be cowboys, one class might like really ridiculous right. things. <laughs> one might be astronauts. One, but I was approached by uh, by one of the teachers, I guess, and they wanted uh, me to have a speaking role with like five lines, and I had to be the squeegee kid. So no. I had to be the one kid to throw a wrench in everything and say like, when I grew up, I want to be a squeegee kid. <laughs> everyone, you know, like collectively shame uh, so great that's where it began and then I went it begins yeah. so started on high yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i can tell yeah and then i then i sort of moved into musical theater throughout uh throughout middle school and then uh throughout high school i did more of that um i studied at queens as well for four years uh, i studied drama with a minor in psychology there Oh. And during that time, I I was really active with Queens Musical Theater, so I okay. I did probably two shows a year with them. Uh, nice. Um, and uh, I worked on about probably somewhere somewhere around twenty, but just over twenty shows. I think during those four years in performing, directing, uh, uh, administration, I did some financial management for a student theater company. Okay. Um. Uh, uh, and so those were sort of my, my main areas. Um, now I'm at York uh, studying theater and performance studies, but it's, it's uh, you know, I'm sort of uh, taking a step back from the practice of it all and sort of, you know, hitting the books. Um, so I'm, I'm not really active right now, but I'm 
soon going to be because it's it's a totally new scene Toronto scene from, from the Kingston scene, which is relatively small and mainly student theater. Sure. Right. What's uh, what's the goal here? Uh, the goal, I'm not sure. I mean, like for me, I I really want to. Uh, I just want to make art, right? Yeah. Um, in whatever in that, whatever capacity sure. that would be. Um, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about you know, do I do I identify as an actor? Do you like whatever? Um, I think more and more you're getting artists who only identify as artists, right? Because they're uh, they're multidisciplinary mm-hmm. in their work. You know, they might be uh, they might perform sometimes. They might um, paint. They might do some mixed media visual artwork and sure. performance sure. art. Um, people are sort of less willing to just say, yeah, I'm going to train to be an actor and I'm going to be an actor like my whole life. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I definitely am really interested in directing. I haven't done too much of, but, um, you know, want to do more of. Okay. So, uh, that's the goal, I think. Just a life in the arts. Makes sense. See what happens. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, do you have a preference over live, uh, productions or, or otherwise? Yeah, so so I mean definitely live yeah. live stuff. Uh, I've never really done much else. Yeah. Um, it's super different um, from a performance perspective, anyway. Sure. Doing live work versus yeah. uh, TV work or whatever. Sure. Um, I was just actually I was just talking to my grandfather today. He was asking about this. Like, yeah, have you thought of TV work? I've never been behind a camera before. I wouldn't <laughs> even know what to do. <laughs> but I have friends who you know have had their sort of first projects behind uh, a camera and, and they've been like yeah the director keeps just like shouting at me like don't like stop acting like stop doing anything just like <laughs> sit there <laughs> oh, uh, yeah because uh, you know, on the stage like things have to be bigger things yeah. have to be uh just to be perceived i'm not saying we're we're yeah. sort of you know mugging for the audience or whatever we're we're playing too big or anything it's just it's different scale right? yeah sure of mm-hmm. course yeah. Yeah, yeah okay that's cool uh so now you're in Toronto and you're not performing as much. Are you going to see plays and things of that sort? Because they have a, quite a scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, uh, me and my partner, Cody, we're, we're going out to, you know, as much as we can see on, you know, our budget and, right. and uh, with our time. Because we're both studying right now. Right. Um, we're subscribing right now to the Tarragon Theatre, okay. uh, which is, you know, a pretty iconic theatre uh, in Canada. Um, a lot of new works by uh i think richard rose is the artistic director right now a lot of new works by uh Wajdi Muawad, a great uh french canadian uh playwright sure. have uh have premiered there he was actually the artistic director of french theater over at the national arts, uh, national arts center right here in ottawa oh cool. um so he's done a lot of work there um most recently i think we saw a piece by morris panich um and his partner ken cameron uh, sorry ken mcdonald not ken cameron <laughs> um, yeah so we're seeing stuff there other really exciting place in toronto to see theater for me right now is the theater center okay. um, that's just found a home on on west queen west so it's a very trendy area sure. and uh they've moved into like this um uh, an old library space uh that the city of toronto you know allowed them to renovate and stuff and make into a theater it's really cool that's cool yeah. Yeah. yeah um i noticed that a lot about uh Toronto in terms of just repurposing things, which is kind of cool. Um, but so, which makes me think of in terms of performing yourself, you know, in, in your experience, have you performed in sort of alternative venues at all? Um, or is it mainly just your your classic theaters or, or, or setups? Yeah, I, I mean, for me personally, um, I, I've performed in, 
you know, your conventional theater, uh, a lot of student theaters at Queens actually are uh, repurposed spaces themselves. One yeah, of our, I suppose so. our main spaces, the Rotunda Theater, actually used to be a library as well. Oh, awesome. I wonder how that works. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a weird, like, it's a D-shape, yeah. like a trapezoid, I guess. Oh, yeah? With a weird balcony, it's uh, so it makes. It's, I can see it work. <laughs> yeah. um, I've also, but I've also performed in the you know, like primary school gyms and stuff um, as well. Okay. Um, on tour with with shows for kids. Um, so other than that, like for me personally, I haven't done any anything really crazy out there. Sure. But there definitely is a, a community of you know uh, people who are doing what's called site specific work, right. where they will uh, where they'll you know find a really cool. Place and they'll build a, a piece of theater just around you know what they feel or what they see in that place. Um, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned touring in private uh, or sorry primary schools. Mm-hmm. Could you speak a bit to that? Yeah, so uh, I've done it for about uh, I did three summers worth of, of touring to, to primary schools, doing shows for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, two two summers with uh, the Barefoot Players program at Queens. Uh, so basically, they do Shakespeare adaptations for kids oh, okay uh so we did the first year we did um the tempest yeah second year we did um oh what was it uh 12th night great nice. yeah so uh basically it was six of us mm-hmm. and like a little like a little sort of like room divider screen decorated yeah. as yeah. like a set and and like uh, we each got to play like three four characters um it's like a 45 minute maybe 30 45 minute show sure that we would bring into schools and stuff that's um, amazing yeah it, how was that received really well uh-huh. I, I mean the kids the kids love it uh, i mean it's uh it's uh it's amazing amazing to see how much uh you know kids engage with the work yeah. um, and for a lot of them it's the first time ever seeing a play right mm-hmm. yeah so we do a question and answer period at the end and, and a lot of them you know a lot of the questions um they seem super basic but also like there it indicates that they're they're understanding something, right? right? A lot of them are like, you know, they'll raise their hand and say like, "Why are you wearing that?" What? Like, <laughs> oh, this is a costume. Like, this means that I am, oh. you know, when I wear sure. this, I'm I'm yeah. this character. When I wear this yeah. other thing, I'm another. Sure. They're trying to work through, right? Right. Sure. Um, I also did like a, a a bigger scale tour this past summer. Yep. With the Thousand Islands Playhouse from Gananoque, um, and we did Bird Brain by Vern Thiessen. Uh, which is a show all about uh, a woodsman who has birds in his hat, um, but it's illegal to not tip your hat, like take your hat off okay. on a certain street. So it was all about um, being different and uh, not following the rules when you know uh, when you need to follow your own right. values. Sure. sure, that's kind of <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Huh. And what kind of travel is involved in these kind of touring shows? Yeah. Um, so we don't we our touring. I guess was it wasn't uh, like overnight right, stuff. Right. Uh, okay. We didn't do, uh, you know, tours way out to yeah. like I don't know, like hours and hours and hours away. I think we the farthest we came was about Ottawa mm-hmm. from uh, Gananoque. Um So it usually is about a two hour radius by okay. by okay. car. So. You, you have a car that you guys all drive. Yeah, so uh, we just load into a van. Oh, cool! Um, <laughs> That's fun. Go for it. The first two tours I did with the Barefoot Players. They, uh, it was in a minivan, yeah. and so very minimal set, very minimal costumes. Mm-hmm. We all load in. This past summer, it was in a big uh, white like industrial van, okay. right? Yeah. And uh, the set took us probably about. We arrived an hour and a half before curtain, 
for Showtime. Oh, and oh man, yeah, that's tight. It was you know it took us an hour to get the whole thing up because it was oh, it was a huge oh. set. Oh yeah, um, lots that, of heavy lifting. Well, oh yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> All hands on deck, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That makes so, sense. Really packed to the brim. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. I know, I know you've done so that's obviously very interesting stuff. I know you've also done some really interesting um, volunteer work uh, in Kingston. Can you talk about that? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away. I'm trying, I'm trying to like lead him into it without exposing yeah. what it is. Sounds good. I'm very, a very skilled interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the summer, bef- not this past summer, but the summer before, yeah. uh, I was fortunate enough to um, get to volunteer with uh, some fellow, you know, some fellow peers and also one of my professors at the university who's running a drama program at Joyceville Institution. Okay. Um, Kingston has a, a lot of uh, prisons. It's a prison town. There's yeah. Kingston Penn, Joyceville. There's, oh, what are the other ones? Uh, Collins Bay is right. there. Okay. Um, so a lot of a lot of prison. Sure. Um, Joyceville is like a medium maximum security okay. institution. Um, so uh, my professor had been running this program for about, I think she started it in September the year before. Yeah. And I've been working with these guys um, in the chapel of, of the prison okay. um, every week doing drama games, just doing, you know, the, you know, the most basic drama activities, you know, stuff you would find in, in like a high school drama class. Because right. um, for a lot of them, they'd never, they'd never done any of this stuff. They weren't comfortable, uh, you know, in the same space with each other. There's a lot of uh, racial tension in prison as well as, uh, you know, just tension caused by, you know, any sort of physical proximity. Sure, sure right. Touching yeah. is really uh, caused a lot of tension. Um, so she worked with them doing these, these uh, exercises, activities, games for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, I came right, right in at the end um, for the last month. Okay. We went every week. Um, and it was amazing because I'd only heard about what, uh, what things were like during the process. And, and when I came in, um, they, you know, they were totally cool with, you know, standing beside each other, totally cool with uh, doing activities where they had to touch one another or, or hold their arms, you know, like around, like in certain shapes around each other or whatever. Right. Oh. Um, it was a very, um, uh, what do I say? It was very, like a very safe atmosphere. Huh? Um, Totally scary. First time going to the yeah. Prison. So that's yeah. my question. <laughs> um, you know, these guys are you know a little gruff, but yeah. also really nice. Okay. Um, I'm a super you know small guy. Sure. Which you can't see on the podcast, but I'm a small guy <laughs> and also uh, you know pretty quiet person as well. And so I, I think I got I got some uh, some flack. I used to kind of make fun actually. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, like oh this guy like you never say anything like what's <laughs> what's up with that? But yeah. they're, they're really nice guys. They um and they did a performance actually right at the end. Really? of the program um, uh, it was based on uh the highwayman poem by oh i forget anyway a poem called the highwayman and it was a piece of device theater um so device theater is when you take some source material and you uh just you know you deconstruct it sure. or you uh you know use activities to um, you might i don't know you might speak the poem together or you might you know, do movement to tell the story or you might do various things. So they did like maybe a half hour um, performance at the end that we facilitated uh, for 
you know, people who worked in the system, people who had been invited guests of them. So there's probably about uh, 50, 75 people in there who saw the show. Oh, Lord. Wow. Who were just floored, great. floored by it. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, that's what these guys could do. So it was a really awesome experience, yeah. sort of in um, uh, what is called applied theater. So using theater for, you know, social you know, social work, social change, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting experience. How, how big was the group of guys? The group, I think there was probably about ooh, 15, 20 guys. Okay. So a bunch. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Cool. Quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. exactly. And then there was maybe three or four of us facilitating in there at any, on any given day. Really? Yeah. So. I, 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 I don't know how I, re- how I would react being put in that situation yeah it's very intense it is uh, did, did you feel that like after the first day like did it ever become a normalized thing or was it always kind of in the back of your mind a tense environment um, there's i mean there's the sort of a baseline level of tension um going into the prison mm-hmm. um even you know after the first few times i think for me a lot of the tension kind of came from uh you know it, it's a super structured process to get in there right um, and what I found, at least, was that, uh, you know, you don't feel, as a volunteer, you don't feel that you are, um, when you're in the prison, you don't feel free, right? You don't yeah. feel... No, of course. Yeah. Uh, you don't feel like, a, you know, a, just a regular person off the street. Right. Um, you feel like if you do something wrong in there, if you break the rules, and there are rules for volunteers, um, you know, there are consequences in that space. Yeah. It's very, right. um, I guess, like, regulated kind of police space. Sure. Um, so that's where sort of the baseline kind of came from. Came from it. Yeah. The, I think the fear of, ooh, I'm working with uh, people who have committed crimes, uh, that dissipates pretty fast after right. the first okay. time. Um, you don't really, it's not something you really talk about. I mean, yeah, you never ask someone, you know, mm-hmm. what are you in here for? Right. Um, I mean, if you just put yourself in the other person's shoes, like, you know, like, yeah, you, you can just realize like why that would be. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I get it. But we've all met those people yeah. who like don't have that filter you know yeah yeah who, like that would be the, the very first thing out of their mouth yeah. Yeah. what did you do and yeah. what did you do <laughs> no one was like that in your group of no volunteers. i mean we'd all we'd all talked about okay, it beforehand and stuff as well let's uh, play an ice breaking game yeah exactly <laughs> and sometimes uh sometimes the people in the prison like they'll, they'll you know say to you in casual conversation like right. they'll be like yeah i'm in here for this yeah uh, but it's sort of you know it's something that uh you know, it's it's their sort of yeah. personal life yeah. to share if they wish to. Sure. Off offline, did you guys ever speculate just amongst yourselves? Um. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like it'd be a fun game. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you think about it, right? Yeah. yeah. Guess, like, yeah, what, sure. would the, what could this person have done? And some, yeah, there's a certain amount of speculation, but um, you try, you just try your best to. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> to, yeah. Uh, Plus, awesome. I, I guess you don't want an ID in your head yeah. to be like, oh, yeah. this guy's a mass murderer. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're they're like honestly like they were super nice guys sure. in there, um, and they were you know it just makes you realize like they're human beings and like you really need to uh, you know someone needs to be looking out for them, right? So mm-hmm. it's sort of I think for most of us who went in, we were kind of shocked at the system in general. We were yeah. just like, how is this like this? Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, you know another interesting thing about Dylan is that. Not only is he an emerging artist, but and and when you think of emerging artists, you think of um, like classic artists and you know, you know 
want to say artists, I guess artisans. You don't think about technology as like a, a guiding uh, principle or. What, what are you trying to say? Yeah. I'm saying Dylan is very good with technology and he has a lot of interesting experiences that so, I wouldn't associate with an emerging artist. All right. Um, do you want to talk about technology and how it influences your your life or your craft? Yeah, right now I'm uh, I'm studying at, at York, right? Doing my master's um, in theater and performance studies. Uh, and whenever anyone asks me like what my research interests are, um, it's it's in just that. It's in uh, you know theater and te- theater technology and performance. Uh, it's in uh, more specifically digital performance. Uh, so I'm really interested in looking at performances that happen online or, um, you know, uh, using really high tech technology, yeah. high tech equipment. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> um, for me, I'm a person that really, uh, I love tinkering tech with technology. Uh, you know, I have an Android phone because I like to, you know, play around with the software and figure yeah. out what I can make it do. I, you know, I, I do some web design just because it's fun. And, I, yeah. you know, that's I love tinkering with that stuff. So it's sort of my way of saying, like, I'm really, like, you know, jazzed out by, like, you know, all all the amazing things that technology can do. And I'm equally jazzed by, you know, what live performance can do. How can we make them work together? Yeah, I get it. Um, some interesting things that have happened recently. Um, Jordan Tannehill, who's actually an Ottawa native. Um, Jordan Tannehill uh, is a Governor General award-winning playwright um, who uh, has, I think he won for this piece I'm going to talk about, which is Rihanna Boy 93, I believe it's called. Um, And it was a piece of web theater, digital performance. So uh, what happened was it was streamed online on Ustream for, you know, uh, the duration of its run. It was maybe five days or something. Um, and, And it was a play uh, about a character who was, you know, talking to his YouTube audience. He was recording a video for us because he was, uh, you know, he was going through some stuff, um, you know, uh, trying to figure out his own sexuality and and struggling with that. Um, And he was being bullied and he was being targeted and and no one would help him kind of thing. So he's, uh, Jordan Tenhill sort of taking, uh, you know, a real world phenomenon, people who are, you know, feel that the world is pushing down on them and, and they're being persecuted and they're being, you know, really, really bullied and stuff um, and targeted. And he sort of made this simulation or, or this, this piece of art that mirrors what these people are doing. You know, people are going on YouTube and they're, they're video blogging right. and they're creating a real connection uh, with people, uh, with their viewership. Yeah. Right. Um, and they're, they're spilling out, you know, really, really personal details of their own personal life these people um so he sees what he does a lot of times he sees these phenomenons and he he sort of frames them in a way that uh, you know we can understand it as play and as performance um so i just watched that recently you can see it on youtube actually if you mm-hmm. if you uh search on youtube the full duration i think it's about an hour long mm-hmm. um really interesting piece and i did that once a day or something yeah so just like a traditional play i mean like he performed it live okay got it um, every, cool. every every night. every night yeah right. um so wow. it was streamed live Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize that. That's awesome. Um, so I'm interested in stuff like that. I'm yeah. also interested in uh, Robert Lepage, a Canadian legend as well, in terms of you know, playwriting performance. And he does a lot of uh, really interesting work with technology. Sure. He's got a company in based out of Montreal. 
called Ex Machina. And they do stuff, uh, you know, they just develop these technological marvels. Most recently, uh, they toured a show called uh, Needles and Opium, right? Um, which is just, you know, uh, all sorts of moving projections, all sorts of projections on moving surfaces. Right now, projection is really big in, in the big scale theater world um, in terms of, you know, it's a cheaper way to, to make sets. It's a well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can do some really amazing wizardry with it. Right? Things change. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that piece that I saw was really interesting in that because it, it makes these projections um, seem material. Visually, they look like a physical thing. Oh, right? I see. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then they change as magic, right? Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I think it's coming back to... I think it's coming to the NAC soon, cool. perhaps. Um, it's also coming back to Canadian Station next year, I believe. Nice. So definitely something to check out. But yeah, that's what I'm... What I'm interested in. Yeah, Very cool. That's yeah. cool. Are you interested? Uh, there's the they put on Peter Pan live. NBC did this fall. Did you see any of that, or were you interested in any of the technology that went into making that happen live? I didn't. I didn't see the Peter Pan one. I okay. saw because um, it's the second one they had done. They yeah, did the Sound of Music last yeah. year, I think. I did watch oh, that sorry. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the the TV magic is is I think something uh, in and of itself. Um, I mean, it's fascinating, um, uh, but it's, uh, I think there, what's interesting to think about is uh, the implications of, of broadcasting uh, a live performance, right. uh, live, you know, using a technology, you sure. know, what are the implications? Of, am I watching a live performance? Right. Am yeah. I watching something with a five second delay? Sure. Are mm-hmm. they, you know, sneaking in pre-recorded stuff yeah. when I'm when I think that I'm watching yeah, someone perform yeah. authenticity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that. that's what I think is really interesting. Yeah. About that stuff. I mean, like a show like Saturday night live has started doing that where there, some of the stuff is pre-taped and like more and more of it is, it, it may have been done in one take or something like if, if something happens during the, the segment, they'll go to like the dress rehearsal version of it. Oh, it really? better. Yeah. I've heard oh, some of that happening. Like if, if something goes wrong or they can't do something, they'll just put the dress rehearsal one on. Right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> because they have an audience. They, yeah. For exactly. the dress rehearsal. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Huh, that changes things. <laughs> uh, Dylan, what about um, Ottawa? You're from Ottawa. You spent, well, I know you haven't lived in Ottawa in a few years, but I mean, you spent a lot of time here. You, can you talk about some interesting things you like about Ottawa? Maybe have. Ottawa's different, or your other places are different. Yeah, Ottawa. I, I wherever I go, I always miss Ottawa a little bit. Um, when I was in high school, I spent a lot of the time, my time downtown, uh, seeing you know plays at the National Arts Center. Um, I miss honestly. I miss you know, getting uh, you know watching a play and then and then walking out of the National Arts Center and seeing you know downtown lit up. Um, you know, as nice as it is. Nighttime, mm. I find it really beautiful right. Uh, right. in the evening. So I, I miss that. Um, in Kingston, especially, I miss that because you know it's a built-up <laughs> downtown. It's really nice. Kingston's downtown is, you know, at nighttime, completely dark. Nothing's open. Oh, uh, really? it, it, oh I see. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know very. It's not built up. Not that that matters too much, but it's uh, you know downtown Ottawa. It seems like there's something thriving about it. Um, in Toronto, I'm not living downtown right now, so I still do miss visits about Ottawa. Right. Um, 
So, but I mean, I'm, uh, I think that at least there's a thriving downtown in, in Toronto that, you know, I can go to. Yes. If yeah. need be. But, sure. but yeah, I really do miss that. Uh, the watch. Um, especially, I mean, growing up, seeing plays and stuff uh, for really cheap. Right. The, yeah. There's some special program, right, that you were in? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the NIC does a live rush program. So if, if you're, you know, a student, you can see most of the stuff that goes on there for, uh, I think it's $12 now. You just show oh, up on the day of. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. I, I've done that before. That's great. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, for most things that they have there, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the orchestra or an opera or what, but uh, definitely theater as well. That's great. Have you seen plays in many theaters outside of there? Like, for example, the Gladstone Theater or, or, or otherwise? Yeah, I spent most of my time seeing stuff at the NAC when I lived here, but I, I've been up to a few others. I, I mean, like, I, I've been to the Gladstone okay. uh, for one show. I think it was Cyrano de Bergerac okay. I saw uh, way back when. Uh, that's the only time I've been there. Okay. Um, I've been to the GCTC. Your Canadian Theatre Company? Is, uh, you know, the bit of stuff that I've seen there is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I think it was a, a show by Theatre Replacement. From Vancouver. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, they did a really interesting show that kind of is interesting to me in terms of digital performance. Sure. It was called WeTube 5400. Okay. And it was um, the two artistic directors of the company uh, performing YouTube comments for videos that had gone viral. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so they had recorded these comments um, on their on their iPods and, you know, the audience would choose a video. They would go one, two, three, and they would both press play at the same time, and they would alternate, you know, saying these comments. Huh. Um, really interesting stuff because, I mean, the, the internet is such a, a I think, a, a morally um, liberated zone, <laughs> right? Well uh, said. <laughs> we, we say things to each other that, you know, uh, we would never dare say to someone. Sure. Really yeah. Yeah. Um, and or also... <laughs> You know, there's there's still humanity sure. online, right? Sure. Um, there's some really profound things said about just the nature of being alive. Sure. Um, <laughs> and also, they made they're making cookies for us at the same time during this performance. That's true. So oh, we got wow. snacks. So yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like an all around good uh, good time. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say so. <laughs> um, Why don't we jump to uh, a segment? Uh, being Beaver dead. dead. That's what I was going to say. There you go. Why don't you explain what it is? Beaver's Den is our take on Shark Tank or Dragon's Den or one of us comes up with a business idea so we can usually brilliant (laughs) make a lot of money and uh, pay someone else to do this podcast for us (laughs) that's the goal I have a real winner today I think I'm intrigued are you tired this is new for me yes can't stay awake Eyes drooping, falling asleep all the time, but have to get somewhere. I propose we make the little cots that can fit inside of a bus, for example, mm-hmm. and uh, we make it so that they're all like ready to be installed, and then we sell them to OC Transpo, and people can like climb in and sleep above, so they'd be like. We'd line the ceiling with like one layer of these these um, little people tubes, and you could choose to uh, to sleep in them. 
if you're tired, if you have a long bus ride, I recently, like, my wife was saying to someone, I took the bus so long the other day that my transfer ran out. I had to get, like, a new transfer. Wow. Yeah. Not the other day, like, a month ago. <laughs> um, so, a trip like that, I'd be like, I know I'm here for 45 minutes on this bus, so I'll just set my alarm, climb on up. Best thing about it, doesn't take any extra space, because no one, so everyone can just be standing and sitting. And, you know, he's got, like, 10 people sleeping above. I'm not, I'm not completely clear on what this is. Uh, it's so like it's hammocks a, almost. But, like, like you see it, you see, I, you're referencing buses. I've seen it in trains. Yeah, kind There's of like the same a sleeping thing with car. trains, but yeah. it's just you're suspended yeah. from the ceiling instead of There's, like, bunks in, in some... I, I've never actually been in one, but I've seen it in movies where there's like yeah. bunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Or maybe you know, not even suspended. Maybe it could be coming out of the side. So like on either side. Um, coming out of the bus? No, sorry. From the side of the bus oh. ceiling. So yeah. no, so it's not just like you're not just like hanging. But there's like boards. Yeah, yeah I get it. Little cots that okay. are on either side. I like it. What do you think? Can you retrofit it onto the current OC Transpo buses? Or That's do you have to get gonna... new buses? I was going to say we should make it so that they can fit it. Okay. And then we sell it to OC Transpo. So people can sleep. And they're a horrible company, so they won't do any research into it, and I'll just buy them. Uh, Hopefully of, they don't listen to this. A lot of subtext yeah. there. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I would ever need to sleep on an OC Transpo bus. Okay. How about this? And lie down. What, what, do, what do you prefer, sitting down or lying down? Where? On the bus. In general. Oh, maybe not. Probably sitting. Really? I think Instead lying. Of like Always lying. I lie. And that's like the best. Yes, yeah, slouching. Maybe half, half sitting, half lying. We got something for you. Not on the bus, though. I would never no, do that no. on the bus. Really? What would you do on the bus? You would, wouldn't slouch how, on the bus. How, how big are these things? I would never lie down on the bus. They wouldn't have to be big. Like, all you, maybe you I mean, like, like some space between you and the ceiling, you mean? Yeah, I mean, I feel like people who are claustrophobic, why not? I guess. They don't have to stay use on the it. Yeah, yeah. claustrophobic. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Dylan? Um, how long? How long are the trips here? Really? Uh, you know, like Something pretty well, long. like an hour and a half. I, I'm not much case. of a napper, yeah. I guess. Personally, so yeah, yeah, yeah. my I, I was on the bus for an hour and forty five minutes, but it was two buses, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So you, so I would use it every time. Room. I think. Yeah. Would they be able to pull up beside each other and you, and you could? Ranch roll from oh that's cool from, uh, that'd be sweet or like an eject pod yeah. to like shoot you into a new, a new bus <laughs> uh, I like I it wasn't that idea <laughs> better <laughs> I didn't like it but now I do alright <laughs> since the eject pod came in okay well it's an idea so I have to say this is one of the first ones that's not universe like immediately shot down <laughs> I feel like you guys are trying to think of it no, I like it. it a lot. Okay, I really like it. Yeah, I, 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 it took me a while to understand it. Oh, I see. But, okay, but uh, okay. Well, if you are minimally opposed to this idea, <laughs> please send me an email at mail at ottawattpodcast dot com, and uh, I'll show it to these guys. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, you guys want to do a speed round? Yeah. Yes. Speed round is our favorite thing, um, where we. It's pretty much like an interview, but faster and more silly. So it's pretty much what, what we've been doing, just an accelerated version. We'll oh, see. Okay. You know what a speed yeah. round is. Yeah, exactly. Just, I ramble until someone, until Rob starts the clock. Are you done? Yeah. Oh, you, you stopped. <laughs> I didn't have to cut you off. <laughs>
Uh, all right, so I'll start. What is your favorite kind of tree? Ooh, uh, pine. Are you proud of Keegan? Of course. Yeah, that's nice. Um, a favorite floor of a building in general. Uh, first. <laughs> a favorite on. Favorite member of the on family. Oh, God. Uh, uh, father's father. Okay. Ah, yay. Ah. Safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite uh, restaurant in Ottawa? Um, like, oh, chains, I guess. I like Lone Star. <laughs> Family always yeah. used to Lone Star, yeah. <laughs> the last song you listened to? I think it was um, Let It Snow, the jazz version. Uh, what is your favorite Shakespearean play? Ooh, I like Hamlet. Think babies actually come by being delivered by storks? No, <laughs> anywhere? <laughs> do, do they actually? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> have you seen the film Hamlet too? I have. It was fantastic. Yeah, you like yeah, it? Was, I liked it too. It was really sad though. Yeah, near the end. Yeah, his life was yeah. just falling apart. Yeah. yeah. You've seen Hamlet too? No. I will. I want to. Uh, is Santa Claus real? Yes. Undeniably. Have you ever seen Titanic 2? I haven't. Oh. No. I have <laughs> seen terrible. Titanic 3D. <laughs> oh, Sadness wow. in 3D. Yeah. There you go. The scariest one. animal. Uh, like, uh, spider? Like tarantula? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Favorite board game? Settlers of Catan. Yeah. Uh, what's, what color would you change your hair <laughs> oh, probably dye it black and gray. I, I really <laughs> thank you for that. That's fine. I realize that so many of these questions, are like, what are your favorite whatever? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I, I need to change it. What is your color that you would change hair? <laughs> we had a guest who specifically said she was bad at favorite questions, and so instead of saying favorite, I'm on. Just started saying stuff like, "What is more." The most preferential thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, just found a different way to say it. I was like, it's still saying favorite. So now I'm trying not to have favorite questions. <laughs> uh, Dill, this was really fun. Yeah, right, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, no, thank you guys. Is there anything you'd like to plug? We have, you know, a dozen people who listen, maybe, who, who, who might hear something. Why are you so dark today? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, for me, I'm a big advocate for the arts, so, like, I, I say, like, go to the theater. Like, uh, even if you've never been, like, go see something. Mm-hmm. Go see something new. Go see something exciting, something live. Um, support your artists because, uh, you know, for everyone who, who uh, you know, for all the, the doctors, lawyers, everything we have, I mean, they're, well, much like they're raising the quality of life, so are so are the arts, right? If, if the arts weren't there, like what is there to really live right. for? You know, yeah. what if robots? Yeah. So yeah, I say I say go to the theater, support your artists. Nice, That's That's well said. Let's go. Uh, you can find us at ottawapodcast.com. I almost said the email address. <laughs> um, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, Stitcher Radio, lots of different ways. iTunes. Yep. Lots of different ways. There's no reason not to listen to us, really. I can't think of one. Except for if you don't like it. But I mean, you should be able to find <laughs> That's it. That's not a reason. <laughs> uh, anything else? Guys? That's it. That is it. Dylan, can you please 
end the show by saying out of what any way you like. Out of what? <laughs>